What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Dear Vane podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Heller. Apologize. First of all, yeah, I want to apologize for kind of being a, a little offbeat, not regularly every Monday. I try to get in every Monday, but lately this summer has been extremely busy. Uh, two kids, wife, have a ton of freaking summer plans, been missing people left and right on podcasts. Uh, canceled, they were canceling on me. I'm canceling on some of them. So I apologize. Thank you so much for everybody for for sticking around. And I promise as we get closer to, to hunting season, closer to September, we will start. I will start uh, putting out podcasts every Monday. Um, and then once we get into September, October, November, we'll be doing two a week. Um, so just keep, keep an eye out for that stuff. And I apologize. And again, thank you everybody for, for sticking, sticking, uh, sticking with me, um, and, and listening to these podcasts. Um, so first of all, uh, today wanted to talk about, uh, tree stands and saddles. Um, that's been a topic since the last, uh, last podcast, the summer to do's towards the end. Uh, the boys at project whitetail did mention saddle hunting and how it was kind of new for them. They had been in it for a couple years now and they're really liking it. Um, so I've had a couple questions come through on that and wanted to just address that. Uh, I did a podcast on this a couple years ago, I think. I'm wild to say that, and I didn't do a, much on it last year. So this year I was going to do a little bit more on it because um, obviously, uh, you know, things have evolved um, and, and my hunting styles changed and I've, and I've gotten feedback from a lot of other, other people as well. So wanted to talk about that today, um, and especially it being the end of July. Uh, you got essentially August and and maybe half of September, three quarters of September, or whatever, until your hunting season starts. Uh, I know a lot of seasons start October 1st, but really you got August and September to get set up and get ready. Um, and most of the saddles, most of the tree stands that you're looking at, backpacks, uh, camo, all that kind of stuff, it's going to be sold out, you know, towards the end of August. Um, or, or even early September, a lot of that stuff's going to be sold out. So I would highly suggest if you're going to go that route, get your, get your ass on the internet, you know, don't buy it from Amazon, buy it direct from the manufacturer if you can, um, and, and go browsing and go looking. So we're going to talk about some brands today that I think, that I think, um, should be mentioned or noted. Um, and I also think, uh, and we'll talk about some pros and cons to, to tree stands versus saddles, what the difference is, costs, all that kind of fun stuff. All right. So with that, and this is a solo podcast. I did have uh, I did have a guest scheduled tonight, but uh, he ended up getting delayed uh, on a family vacation. So just gonna run this myself, and we will we will plow through this together. Um, so before we get rolling, just a couple a couple quick honorable mentions. Like to mention Vector Custom Shop. Uh, they make arrows. Those guys again like selling out like crazy. They sell out, um, they, they release some arrows when they get shipments in, they sell out within hours and then, you know, they have to wait until they get their next shipments in almost like a, a ready to order type of thing. So if you're looking for new arrows this fall, check those guys out. Um, also, if you're looking at, uh, at private public land boundaries, uh, you want to know who owns what piece of ground, you want to know where you stand, you want to be able to have waypoints. You want to track your movements, all that kind of stuff. You want to be able to send waypoints to friends if you're hunting uh, the same piece of property. Check out Onyx Maps. Super super handy, super friendly, very user-friendly. And those guys also, the main reason I started using them was they work offline. Where I hunt, yeah, I don't get internet reception, only on the top of the hills, Where really where I hunt. So for the most part, I use them. I download all their maps, and then I can use that app, map, uh, that app wherever I am, which is really nice, especially... 
Uh, I'm intending on going elk hunting this September, and that is extremely helpful out west um, because there's just like zero reception at all unless you're at the top of the mountain. In order to get that, you got to bust your ass and get up to like 10,000 feet, um, and that is like thousands of calories and hours to get there. So um, with that, uh, the next and the last one I want to mention is Venado. Venado's a great partner. Uh, those guys are awesome. They're out of Wisconsin. Uh, they make clothing. So if you're looking for an outdoor lifestyle, you want to support hunters, check into them. Um, that's a great company, especially gifts. I do a lot of gifts through them for my parents, um, cousins, friends, neighbors, all that kind of stuff. They make some cool stuff. So check out Shop Venado. All right. So with that, we will be jumping into the tree stand conversation. Uh, the tree stand and um, and saddle conversation. Now, there's like um, there's some sort of a weird stereotype that you have to be one or the other, and you don't. Like you don't have this is this is not uh, not like a, a tree stand only or saddle only type of thing. This is just you either you can have both, you can have one, you can have the other. They both have different uses in different scenarios. Now, the reason you would want to have one or the other is because they are expensive as shit. <laughs> really, they are. Like, if you're looking to get into the mobile hunting game, um, both of them, you're going to need, like, climbing sticks. And for just to keep this as simple as possible, like, there are a lot of climbing methods out there. You can use screwing pegs. You can use climbing sticks. You can use strap-on sticks. You could use, I, there's these guys that, that do ropes and they just use a rope to climb up a tree. You can use a one stick method. Like there's all these different ways that you can get up a tree for the ease of conversation here and, and popularity. We're going to go with climbing sticks and I run three climbing sticks. So that's what I'm going to talk about for the most part. Um, I run three for the most part. I do have a fourth that I'll bring with me if I know I need to get uh, a little bit higher, but for the most part, I'm running three climbing sticks. Um, and the reason I'm running climbing sticks is they're just plain and simple that I think they're the fastest, the fastest and simplest way to get up a tree. Um, so uh, that's why I've tried the, the strap on steps. I've tried screwing pegs. I've tried the climbing sticks. Uh, I haven't tried the, the method where you can just like literally climb with a rope or like the one stick method where they have an aider and they like, use their tether and they climb and then move the stick and then climb and then move the stick. And that's, uh, that's an interesting, um, concept that I like, but again, it just takes, it takes a little bit more time and I'm willing to spend the extra money. And, and if you get fast at it and good at it, I'm sure it makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's just extra stuff so that you can be lighter and, and the climbing sticks are so light nowadays, you know, just a couple pounds each, like I'm okay bringing six pounds into the woods versus two. Like that's not a huge issue for me. Um, that being said, if it is for you, certainly look into that one stick climbing method. I'm not going to make everyone happy with this conversation here. What I like is simple and fast and the least amount of effort. I don't want to be sweating my ass off by the time I get in the stand and huffing and puffing. Like I want to just walk up to the tree, set my climbing sticks down, start strapping them up, put those three up, haul my stand up, hook it up, and I'm done. Like that's what I want, um, and that's uh, that's how simple I want it. And same with the saddle. I want to get to the tree. I want to set my sticks down. I want to stick my my put my three sticks up, and I don't even run a platform. You can get one if you want, but I just run three sticks, and then I stand on the top stick. Once I get to the top stick, I strap in with my tether, and I'm done. So like I, again. 
I prefer simplicity and speed and efficiency. That is my, that's where I'm coming from. And you may get, you may be very good at these other methods that I've mentioned here, but at the same time for the, again, for the bulk of people out there, this is probably going to be the simplest method. So the, the, the big difference is that, that you want to cover with tree stands um, and saddles is essentially weight and shooting angles and comfort. That's like the main difference. Those are the three main differences there. Weight, shooting angles, and comfort. All right, I'm just gonna note those down for myself. Um, so when we're talking, I wanted to write that down real quick just so I didn't forget them. Um, so uh, barring, barring the climbing method, right? You get to your tree, you grab your climbing sticks, you set them all up. Once you get the three climbing sticks up, now it's either, do you lock in with your tether and sit in your saddle? Do you hang a platform and sit in your saddle? Or do you hang a tree stand and sit in that? Um, for me personally, I have the, I have the out on a limb. Uh, I, I forget the name of the tree stand, but the out on a limb tree stand, that's like, I don't know, seven or eight pounds. I have lone wolf custom gear, which is like six pounds. I have out on a limb sticks with our, which are the shikara sticks. Um, I have the lone wolf custom gear sticks. I have regular lone wolf alpha hang on. I have regular lone wolf sticks. And then I also have two arrow hunter saddles and I sold my tethered phantom saddle, um, a while back. So those are all the, the, the pieces of gear that I have and where I'm coming from, right? So lone wolf alpha plus those sticks, um, my buddy's got the XLP sticks with the aiders in them. And I've used those a few times just to test them out. The Shakar sticks, the Lone Wolf custom gear sticks, whatever. I, I have a lot of the high-end gear. Um, I'm a gear junkie. And the nice thing about these, um, th these the sticks and the saddles and the, these stands, they really like, they're not like a car or a bow where you buy them and they instantly lose 50% of their value. These actually hold their value really well, especially if you're okay with hanging on to them for the next hunting season. Um, you know, you can like, I, I could probably buy a saddle right now in August. I could try it out in September, hate it, sell it for the full price or maybe like $10 less in October. You know, that's the nice thing. Same with these tree stands, same with these high end lone wolf custom gear stands. Um, the, the out on a limb stands, the, the millennium stands, the, the stands hold their value really well. So that's my other big, big point here is if you're going to try one or the other, and if you want to try a saddle, but you're afraid it's going to be uncomfortable, that's fine. If you can, if you can't afford it for the couple months, put the $250, $300 down, get the saddle, go try it for, you know, I don't know, whatever, a, a few hunts out in the woods. If you hate it, then freaking get rid of it and sell it. And you're going to lose $10, $20 maybe. Like these things are hotcakes. You can't find them during season because they sell out so fast. Um, and people are browsing the forums. They're browsing Facebook Marketplace. They're browsing the the, the forums, um, the Instagram. Like you can just put something up and it'll pretty much be gone really fast at damn near full asking price. So that's that's one of my biggest key points there is is take a look. If, if you're unsure of these, try them out. And if you don't like them, you can pretty much resell them and get your money back. Um, so that be, that being said, um, get your, you get your sticks up, all right. However you want to do that. And as far as the climbing sticks go, um, you know, weight and length 
and ease of ease of setup is probably pretty big. Um, and in my opinion, I like the simplicity of just the regular like cam straps. Um, those are like the, the half ratchet straps that I, I don't know exactly how to explain them. They're the kind that you just wrap around the tree. You put the, you put two loops on the buttons, you wrap it around the tree, you pull it tight and, and you, then you push down and it's set, right? That's the simplest way to do it. Uh, the Shakar sticks don't have a strap at all on them, or I'm sorry, they do have a strap, but it's not a, you don't pull, do a pull tight on it. It's literally just a rope, wrap it around the tree, wrap it around buttons a few times, pull tight cinch it down. There's a special way that you, that you do that in, in a very specific order. So it all sits and holds really tight. And once you do that, that's actually really slick and simple, but at the same time, um, it can be a kind of a pain when you're climbing up a tree. Um, and you want to use two hands. Sometimes you want to use two hands. Sometimes it's hard to do it with one hand. Uh, so then in order to use two hands, you got to be tethered in. I know you're supposed to be tethered in all the time when you're climbing up a tree. But shit, the trees I climb, there's so many branches that tether. You're unhooking it, rehooking it, unhooking it, rehooking it. You're lobbing this thing over the branches. Like if you ever notice any of these videos where they're actually showing, um, like especially tethered um, and even Arrow Hunter and and uh, all the other brands out there that do I can't Latitude Outdoors. All the people who show you the saddles and and being tethered to the tree at all times so it's always safe they're always doing it on a straight tree with no branches that's something you'll see all the time but if you're climbing a gnarly oak and you're trying to stay tethered to the tree the whole time you're not going to unless you have multiple tethers and then you're like constantly playing leapfrog with them and it's a pain in the ass and really like i know safety is a number one thing for a lot of hunters um, especially when you're climbing up a tree I'm going to say, I'm just bluntly honest. I don't always do that. I, I like to just get up quick and fast and easy and, and hold my balance um, and, and set things properly. And maybe that'll be, you know, potentially the death of me at some point in time. And maybe when I get to the point where I'm not very physically fit and I don't want to risk that, I'll get some ladder tree stands and I'll just have everything set up pre beforehand. But until then, you know, I'm running and gunning and moving. Um, so, the uh so the the kind the the shikars that come with like the rope strap those are difficult to to do one hand operation whereas the pull tight straps are very simple to do one handed operation so that's why i really like that pull strap on those and then and then in terms of like the size of the stick i've found that like all these sticks come in different sizes um like the shikar comes in three different sizes the lone wolf custom gear i think maybe it comes in two um, you got the minis or the regulars and the lone wolf, like standard lone wolf sticks, uh, the muddy sticks, all those, they all come in these different sizes. I have found that I barely lose any sort of feet. Like, like if you're, if you're running like three lone wolf, like flat out lone wolf, it's confusing doing lone wolf custom gear versus lone wolf. Uh, you know, I'll, how about, um, we'll do XOP versus lone wolf custom gear because those are like. XOP and Lone Wolf are pretty much the same thing. Um, and XOP and Lone Wolf custom gear are, are completely different, but owned by the same people, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, anyway, uh, the, uh, the longer sticks, like, like you get the three foot sticks from XOP or you get, you know, the minis from, uh, Lone Wolf custom gear. They're a lot smaller. They're more compact. 
they're lighter, they're easier to use, easier to set up, they're less bulk on them. You can actually get them, you know, some trees are pretty gnarly and you can fit those smaller sticks into tighter places on those trees between branches than you can those longer sticks. I've had that happen to me before. And you really don't lose much for like final destination elevation. Like if you're looking to get, like most people are looking to get to somewhere between 15 and 20 feet. I know people will say, oh, I only hunt 25 feet and the real hard asses will only hunt 30 feet. Yeah, I don't care, whatever. Most people are in the 15 to 20 foot range. And even if they say they're at 25, they're likely at 20 feet. Um, I've measured it multiple times thinking I'm way the fuck up there. And it's like, oh, you're only at 17 feet, <laughs> actually. So when you're at, and especially where, where I hunt in, in Wisconsin, the higher you get, and especially on public land or non-trimmed out areas, areas that you're hunting for the first time, which is a lot of us mobile hunters, the higher you get in the tree, the less shooting lanes you get, the more foliage there is underneath you. So there's less pockets. The lower you stay, the more, the more shooting lanes you have. So that sweet spot for me, like I've had my best hunt last year um, out of two trees in the same area on, on one piece of property, both trees, I was two sticks high and the top of the second stick was at the same height of my stand. So, I mean, you're talking like I could jump, I could literally like one of the stands, I literally set my bow on the platform of my stand and then climbed up and then got onto my stand. Like that's how low it was. But what it offered me was cover up in this tree and it offered me just enough to get out of range. And I, both of those, I had multiple deer, right? Multiple deer within 10 yards of me with no clue I was there because the, the cover I had in that tree was enough to get me out of their line of sight and get in that tree. I could see over some of this brush that they were walking through. They couldn't see me cause I was up above them essentially or out of their line of sight. And then also, uh, it really helped with the wind. Um, I had a good wind for both those. And it just like, I believe that when you're on the ground, uh, in certain scenarios, that wind can be a little bit swirlier on the ground. Like it can bounce off trees, whatever. If you're like eight feet up, it gives that wind a more clear line of sight. So that wind can just shoot through a little bit better. That might be a whole lot of hogwash and a bunch of BS, but it's just a feeling that I have. And if you think I'm nuts about it, that's totally cool. That's fine. It's just a, a feeling and a thought that I have. So, um, that being said, all right, there I, I keep getting off track here. Climbing sticks. Um, climbing sticks are important. Um, you know, you're going to pay anywhere from, I don't know, cheap ones are like 35, 40 bucks, Farm and Fleet Specials. Um, and expensive ones are, oh, what did I say, like 120, 130 bucks or something in that neighborhood. Um, so I just wanted to, so you, so, I mean, if you're spending 120 bucks a stick, that's expensive. Let me look up Lone Wolf Custom Gear right now what those are. I bet you those are like, I mean, I think those are like $120 or so. Um, do, do, do. Climbing sticks. Let's see. Yeah, they're 100 bucks a stick. So, I mean, you that's expensive, right? You're buying three sticks, you're spending 300 bucks. You're buying four sticks, you're spending $400 just for, just for your climbing sticks, and that doesn't include anything else. So that's another reason why I like to go with three is it gets me to where I want to be. And that's a, that's a reason some guys use that one stick method because they only need to spend a hundred dollars once and then they can get up 
and it's not that much harder. So if you're interested in that, you're on a really tight budget, check that out. But anyway, you're looking from 30 to 100 bucks and differences are essentially, you know, single step versus double step on the on the sticks. I personally like the the double sticks, getting up in the dark, getting down in the dark. I don't want to have to guess which foot I have to put I have to, you know, step down on. I just want them both there. And also if you're hanging a stand, it's always really nice to have both feet at that same elevation so that when you get to that point, you know, you can stand on the top of the stick and you just got both feet in there. Otherwise you're playing like when you're hanging that stand, you're playing with your calf muscles all day and you're just sitting there. And at, at the end, you're like, holy cow, I just did a massive calf workout trying to hold on just on my right calf. My left calf feels nothing. Right. So that's always, always a pain. Um, so, you know, 30 bucks to 100 bucks and then single versus double stick uh, length. Again, I like the shorter ones. I think you're not losing, you're not at a huge disadvantage, um, you know, being around that 16 to 18 foot mark. I think that's where you need to be. Um, and that'll get you three sticks will get you there. Three sticks of the longer sticks will get you there too. It's generally going to get you to the same area. Um, so I just prefer the smaller ones. They're more compact. They're more, they're lighter. Um, they're easier to transport. They're just, that's, that's where I'd want to be. Um, so getting those sticks up, getting them pulled up, uh, getting up in the tree. The next piece is, is your tree stand or your saddle. All right. So like I said, the big differences here are the weight, the shooting angles and the comfort. Um, now if you're running like a, a standard tree stand, you're looking at something in the neighborhood of like 15 to 20 pounds. All right, something maybe like 12 pounds would be a lighter, like standard tree stand. Um, and when you start getting into these high-end stands, like the Millennium, the Out on a Limb, the Lone Wolf Custom Gear, you're looking at like six pounds, seven pounds, eight pounds. And it literally, when you grab it, it feels like a toy. Like you're like, oh my gosh, is this for my child? Um, you know, is this like, is this like a, a one of those plastic bows with the suction cups on it? Like you pick the thing up and you're like, Jesus. And then you hook, hook it up to a tree and you sit on it and it doesn't budge at all. And you're like, wow, this thing's actually really slick. So in the size difference between like a lone wolf alpha hang on and the lone wolf sticks comparatively to the lone wolf custom gear, uh, 0.5 or 0.75 or 1.0, those smaller stands. And then those sticks, those lone wolf custom gear sticks, it doesn't seem like much on paper. But when you look at them on a backpack or when you look at them both and you're going to decide which one you want to carry into wood, into the woods, it is a massive difference. Like my buddy and I, we hunt together every now and then. And he, when he puts his bag on, it's like a, he grabs his bag and like hucks it over his shoulder. And he's like, oh, man, got to get my straps on. Got to get this thing all set up. And I got to walk in with this bad boy. And we'll walk in a mile and he'll be... He'll be huffing and puffing and I will pick up my backpack with one hand, throw it on my back like there's nothing there because my sticks are two pounds each or one pound each, whatever they are. My stand six pounds like I'm I'm hauling 12 pounds and his sticks alone are, you know, 12 to 15 pounds. So it's just uh, a simplicity there. And I know it's not a lot like you can do it like I did it for many years. I had the lone wolf alpha hang on plus the, the longer lone wolf sticks for, I don't know, three, four years. And that's what I ran. Um, and I got a great deal on that on Craigslist. Um, or if you want to check Facebook marketplace now, like that's where I found that stuff. I got a great deal on it in the spring and that's what I ran for a long time. 
Um, and I'm not opposed to it at all, but like when you're able to upgrade, if you can get the financial ability, you put the saving, you start saving money, whatever, and you can upgrade to these, you know, higher end systems. Like they are, they are nice. Like there's no doubt about it. They are extremely nice. Um, and they're made to be that way. The only thing I really, really like about the Lone Wolf custom gear and the, and the out on a limb stand is that they don't squeak. They don't squeak at all. Like I've never had any issues with that whatsoever. Wherever I put my weight on the platform, where I put it on the seat, like when I'm setting it up, it does not squeak. And that is like a, a huge pet peeve of mine, as I'm sure it is some of yours. I have other stands that I've purchased, um, like cheaper stands like from Farm and Fleet, Fleet Farm. And you go, you know, you set them up and you go climbing them a few times a year on specific spots. You get in them and they're just like, er, every time you move and you're like oh my god i am not gonna kill a deer it just pisses you off right so that's one of the other one of the other big pieces um so the uh the weight the weight of the stand versus the weight of the saddle right you're looking at 12 15 pounds on the high end you know six seven pounds on the low end for a stand setup and for a saddle you're looking at like you know essentially one to two pounds so you're looking at a cent like minimal to nothing for the saddle or a little bit for the high end tree stands or a lot for the for the regular tree stands. And that can be a huge factor depending on how far you're going. If you're hunting a piece of private and you want to walk, you know, 200 yards into a mobile setup, like hauling around 20 pounds, whatever, no one cares. Like you should be able to do that and that's fine. But if you're going on a piece of public where you're trying to beat everyone and you're going the farthest, the deepest, and you have this real secret honey hole way back in the far corner and it's a mile and a half walk, a mile and three quarters, I have I have a spot that I hunt that's 1.9 miles um, to get to. And if you're doing that, the, you're going to want to like, that's where I started wanting to spring for these extra high-end stands. Uh, and, and the saddle. That's where I started using the saddle. I went from the Lone Wolf system, the standard Lone Wolf Alpha hang-on, to a saddle, and my back thanked me instantly. Um, I was not as fatigued when I got to the tree. I wasn't as fatigued when I was sitting in the stand. Like everything became extremely simple very quickly. Like literally, this is how how cheap I was when I started with a saddle. I had my Lone Wolf stand and my Lone Wolf sticks. I substituted out the stand, used the saddle, and I literally, I had four lone wolf sticks. I would put three lone wolf sticks up up the tree and I'd take the fourth and I was so cheap because I didn't want to buy a platform that I put the fourth stick at the exact same height as the third stick, just slightly off to the right or to the left. And then the top of those sticks, and you know, if the if you if you own those standard lone wolves, they only have one side, one step for each stick, for each you know foot placement. I literally put the two sticks side by side on the tree, and then set them, set those that one that one step to wherever I needed it to be, so I could just stand on the top of those. Like that is how cheap. Like I'm not this. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just. I'm telling you, there's ways to make this stuff work as you upgrade over time and add and add and add. So when I started doing that, I had I didn't want to spring for the $250 platform. I didn't. I, I thought that was nonsense. I was like, why am I gonna pay, spend all this money for a one foot by one foot platform? I thought I thought it was nonsense, and I still don't use a platform to this day. 
But at the same time, I was like, what, why would I do that? So I had the lone wolf, you know, sticks set up side by side. And when I realized after, a while, after running that for a little bit, that was actually, that wasn't awful. I'd say that the longest I ever stood on those was like six hours and it wasn't awful. It also wasn't great, but at the same time, it's like, what's the $250 worth to you? Is it worth the extra more extra comfort or is it not? I don't, I don't know. But for me, it wasn't at that time. I didn't have the money. I literally didn't have the 250 to spend on it and it's just not going to happen. So, um, so then I went from those lone wolf sticks and I still kept those, but I found some muddy sticks and the muddy sticks with the cam locking system, those things, I still love those today. They're just heavy and clunky, um, but those are double steps. So I swapped out my lone wolf sticks for the muddy sticks with the, with the cam locks on them. And those things have since been like discontinued and they've been pushed out of the market or something like that. There was a, there was a recall on a bunch of them. And these sticks that I have are, you know, years, years old before muddy was bought by, I think they're owned by Faradine now. And when Faradine buys something, all it does is it, it, it's a huge conglomerate company. If you don't know who they are, like look them up. Faradine is the name. They own like rage broadheads. They own muzzy broadheads. They're, they're a conglomerate of money. They're just a bunch of dudes with a whole bunch of investment money trying to take over the, the hunting industry and, and a bunch of the, the companies there. I think their own, I think Hawk is owned by them now too. And what they do is they come in, they buy a company, and then they figure out how can we market it the exact same and cheapen up the product to increase our margins, right? And once they do that, then that's where you like had the rage broadheads and everyone loved them. Then all of a sudden... Um, the rage broadheads like started failing. They started falling apart. They started not working properly. They started breaking. Like they, they cheapen up the products so that they can make more margin on them. And that's what happened with the muddy sticks. So like they bought muddy, then they started cheapening them up. Then it didn't work out so well. Then they had to recall them. Then I don't, I think they discontinued them. I'm not sure. They're really hard to find. Anyway, I still have the older versions that are really nice, really solid. I swapped to them and then I just stood on the top stick there. People can say that's extremely uncomfortable. That's fine. It works for me. I don't care. I still, like I said, I still don't use a platform and I think it really has to deal with your boots. When I wore my knee highs, my rubber knee highs on the top sticks, um, just standing without the platform that did hurt my feet a lot. Like that, that I was two hours in that and my feet were very tired and they're fatigued and it was just too, that rubber was too soft. When I wear my out west like hiking boots with a really firm um, and a really solid base, uh, I, I have the um, man. It's the same boots that Steve Rinella wears. I forget what they are. Um, uh, gosh, why can't I think of them off the top of my head? I feel like uh, this is gonna annoy me. Um, I'm gonna think of it here in a minute. But anyway, whatever, whatever the meat eater, I'm going to look it up. Meat eater boots. Um, it starts with an S. Schnees. Schnees, um, something or other. So I have these Schnees, and these things work great. Um, they have a very hard bottom, and when I stand on the top stick with them, no issues. Not a problem. Um, I can stand there for hours, and my feet don't get fatigued. So I think that's the biggest piece um, for standing on the top stick. So anyway, uh, I, that, that whole tangent was based on weight. Like that's a huge factor. If you're going really, really far, then the weight of a saddle 
you know, being one pound, even just wearing it or throwing it in your backpack, whatever you want to do. Um, the reason I sometimes I do suggest wearing it in is because if when you're running a saddle, it's got one buckle that comes across just like a regular belt on your hips. And then it's got two that tuck under your crotch and, and hook on in the middle, uh, like right next to your nuts. Those straps wore through a pair of my first light pants. So I was walking in long distances, you know, a mile 1.5, 1.6, 1.2. You know, there was one spot that like I said was like 1.9 miles. And that one, like when you're walking that far with those straps in your, like coming across your inner groin, those can wear through your pants. So I never strap those in when I'm walking anymore. I undo those even if I'm wearing the saddle. Um, I'll undo those and just stick them in the sides of the saddle or something just because I don't want them wearing through the, those pants again. Um, so anyway, that's a, just a, a hot tip for you guys. So if you're going those long distances, that weight does matter. Now, the, the, what you're kind of sacrificing there is a little bit of the comfort. So, so you have higher weight with the stand, but you probably have more comfort with the stand than you would with a saddle. Now, the comfort level depends on who you talk to. You watch all these videos and people will tell you all day, oh, the saddle is just as comfortable as a stand. It's just as comfortable. I love it. It's even more comfortable. I, I love it. Um, a saddle is comfortable, but it's not, in my opinion, this is my opinion, it's not as comfortable as a stand. Like if you were to say rate from zero to 10, 10 being the most comfortable, like lazy boy that you've ever sat on and uh, zero being, I can't stand it. This is just like hard rocks in my back. I'm laying on needles. Um, I would say like the, the saddle is like a nine and the stand is like a 10. So it's not that it's uncomfortable, it's just that it's not as comfortable as a stand. So if you're like now, nowadays when I hunt, um, I have both of these, right? So when I'm hunting in the early season, or if I'm hunting just on a weekday evening or something, if my hunts are under three hours, like if I plan on sitting in the stand for under three hours, I'm probably just running my saddle. That's probably what I'm just gonna bring. I'm not even gonna bring the stand. Um, I'll probably just run the saddle and, and my sticks. If my hunt is over three hours, three or three hours or more, I think like maybe it's a, uh, an October morning and I'm going out and I'm like, well, I got all day to hunt. I'll probably come back and eat lunch. But if the action's hot, I want to stay, then I'll bring my stand. Um, and truth be told, I wear my saddle as my safety harness when I'm in my stand. So I bring my saddle with me every time I go in the woods now. So it just depends on whether or not I'm bringing the stand with or not. That's the, the big factor with me now. Now, the other big thing that you're going to get in terms of, so as far as comfort goes, we've all sat in tree stands. People are always concerned about the saddle. The thing about the saddle, when you're trying to figure out comfort, the biggest piece that you can, the two biggest pieces that you're going to need to adjust are what are called... Um, your tether, which is what, what actually hooks you to the tree. And then also your, um, where your, oh man, why can't I think of this? Your bridge, wh how long your bridge is. So your tether is your rope that comes off the tree and hooks onto your bridge. Your bridge is a rope that just essentially lays across your lap. And then when you hook it in with the carabiner, it then becomes you know, uh, the, the piece that's holding you to the tree, your bridge. Now, if your bridge 
is really short in length, it's going to pinch your, your saddle to tighter on your hips and you're going to get what's called like hip pit, hip, hip pinch. And that can be painful over the course of, you know, hours, not like real bad, painful. It just can be bothersome. Like you, you notice it. Right. And it's not very, it's not comfortable at all. It's just like pinching on your hips. It's pulling your hinge to get hips together and it's kind of pulling you to the tree. And it's just, it's uncomfortable. If you've ever been in this situation, you know what I'm talking about. So you want your bridge to be adjustable and you want your tether to obviously be adjustable. Your, your tether is almost always adjustable. Some, some, um, some saddles do not have an adjustable bridge. Now, this was this was certainly the case a few years ago. Arrow Hunter was the first company that I worked with or that I know of that came out with an adjustable bridge. So that is why I bought into Arrow Hunter. Like I really liked that because I was having a lot of hemp pinch with my tethered uh, uh, saddle. And then tethered later came out. I forget if it was the the which one it was, the Mantis or the Phantom. Back and forth, I can't remember. But that one does have an adjustable bridge. So that's a huge factor to your comfort is, is that hip pinch. The other piece is how long the, the saddle is. I, th- this is another one that I have to mention. It's the tether, the bridge, and how the length of the saddle. Because if you got a big ass, like you want that saddle to be longer because then it's going to hug your ass. It's going to hug like all your ass cheek rather than just like half your ass cheek. That was the other problem I had with the, the, the tethered one was it was a little bit shorter and I got big thighs. I got a big ass and it was always like riding up. Okay. So when you, when you get your bridge properly and you get a longer saddle and you get your leg loops set up properly for, for just like length and everything. And a lot of this, people can't tell you how to do it exactly. And that's because every single person is built differently. Every single person has different thickness of legs, different thickness of ass, different trees they hunt in, different tether heights they like, different bridge like the width of their hips. Everybody's different. This is a real trial and error thing if you're if you're working through this. So um, you know when you get in that tree, make sure your bridge is like at least the width of your hips, if not longer, in my opinion. And then play with that throughout the time as you sit in the tree. And then, and if you do a sit for hours, like let's just say you want to do a sit for like five, six hours, try taking your saddle um, because after one hour, you're going to be able to notice the things that are, that you don't like about it. So you can start adjusting and manipulating that to try to give you some more comfort. And then after that hour, is it better or is it worse? You can adjust again. Then after that hour, adjust again. So that's, that's how I figured out my like quote unquote custom settings for my saddles. Um, so I would, that be my biggest piece is, is make sure it's longer, um, adjust your leg loops properly, and then make sure your bridge bridge is at least your hip width, if not wider. And then also where your tether sits on the tree. I start, when I get up the tree, I start with the tether at eye level and depending on where I can hook in and what I want and how far, how much I need to be able to swing out and all that stuff, you raise it up and down and you raise the distance from the the tree that you're gonna give. I like being very close to that tree. So I like my tether to be as short as possible because I feel like if you're just hanging out there and your tether's really long and you're hanging out from that tree, one, personally, I think it's less comfortable. And two, I also think that now you're like giving away some of the stealth that comes with the saddle 
in that like now you're like way hanging out from the tree and you're like exposing yourself more. Whereas if your tether's really tight to the tree and you're tight to the tree and you're like pretty much standing most of the time or like half sitting a little bit, that is that keeps your your outline or your silhouette very close to that tree and it's less likely the deer are going to see you. So so the the big thing to to think about there is saddles can be comfortable you just have to run through the custom settings and make and and figure out what is comfortable. And again, if you run through those custom settings and you still don't have comfort, fine, sell it. You're not going to lose, you're maybe going to lose 10, 20 bucks. It was an experience. You can say you don't like them and move on rather than always going, "Man, I'm thinking about trying those. Man, I'm thinking about trying those." That's what I hear all the time. I'm thinking about trying it. We'll just buy it. If you don't like it, return it or resell it and maybe even like in a, if you're trying to sell it in October you might even make money on it because people are just out of them at the time like no and you can't find them and everybody wants to buy them in October when they hate their tree stand or, or they're tired of you know carrying lugging in your their tree stand too far or whatever they're they're switching out of their climber which they've had for 40 years and now they want to buy a saddle and it's just not work and they can't find them anymore so anyway like buy it try it you don't like it sell it the nice thing about a tree stand, you get up in a tree, you set it up, boom, it's done. There's no comfort like settings whatsoever. Sit down. That's it. <laughs> right? Um, that's that's about it. Some people like gawk at the size of the stands. Um, so like this 0.5, right? It's this tiny ass little tree stand. I'm 6'2", 200 pounds. Um, and I can fit into the 0.5 and I'm not uncomfortable. My toes definitely hang over the edge of that thing. When I sit down and put my feet on the stand, like my toes are definitely off the edge. Like probably the, f the tip, like the two to three inches of the top of my feet are off the stand. But that's not an issue for me at all. Like it doesn't bother me. I've sat in it for a while and it's not a, it's not a huge issue. It doesn't like deplete my comfort level at all. It just makes me really cautious of, you know, how much movement I can have. Now that, that being said, you know, if you are taller, you're bigger, you know, you might want to look into the 0.75 or the 1.0. I think they're all fairly similar in price. I just wanted the smallest, lightest one so I could test it and give you guys results on it and run it myself. Um, so that's, that's what I, um, would say about that. You know, the nice pieces of the tree stand, you set it, forget it, sit down, you're good. Um, the, the saddle, you got to play with all the settings. And if you want a platform, if you don't want a platform, if you want a ring of steps, you don't want a ring of steps. I, there's all these different settings to give you more comfort there. Um, it's just up to you and what you want to do. Now, the other thing that I've begun doing is because I have a saddle and the Lone Wolf custom gear and the out on a limb stand, I will take if I'm going to a totally new area, um, actually this ties in really well with the shooting angles part. So I'll jump to there first. Shooting angles for a tree stand are more limited than shooting angles from a saddle. So if you are, first of all, let's just dispel this myth. In my opinion, it's a myth that when you are in a saddle, you can shoot 360 degrees um, and whenever the deer comes in. I agree that you can do that in many of the scenarios that I have hunted. 
by the time you see that deer and he's coming in at like 40 or 50 yards and you're not watching him come across a food plot from 150 yards or whatever, by the time you see him and he's in your like view the view, he's usually within like close, close enough that he can see you too. You're not going to start like essentially like skywalking across around this tree to get a better angle on this deer. Like you might lean to the left a foot or two or lean to the right a foot or two, but you're not going to like start like moving all the way around this tree to shoot this deer. Cause he's going to see you. He's going to see you all day. He's going to, their eyes are built for movement. Like that's what they're supposed to catch. So, and so that's like, that's, you can move around 360 degrees, but at the same time, like it's, it's very unlikely. And, uh, what I want to say, it's unrealistic that you would do that with, with 150 or 120 or 200 inch buck within 30 yards. You're not going to start walking around a tree. Like if you're, if, if you're set up improperly, you're probably going to be set up improperly or you're going to need to catch that deer far before he sees you so that you can make the movement that's needed. And even then, like you would, you need to have a platform or you need to have, um, some form of, of standing method. Maybe you bring a steps, maybe it's the top of your stick. Maybe you got multiple sticks on the tree that you can then twist and turn. And you got a better hope that that tether rotates with you as well. And, and doesn't mess up your, your draw, your, where your string is hitting, like on your tether when you draw, like that's another thing you got to think about. So there's all these, these issues that can go wrong when you're wrapping around a tree in a saddle. Trust me, I've experienced them. I've had them happen. It's not like it's not like it's this totally brand new thing to me. Um, so the uh, the idea there with the shooting angles. Okay, here's where the the big part plays in. Assume both stationary. Assume you're sitting in a tree stand. All right, and you're also sitting like essentially doing the sit with your knees against the tree in the saddle. With that with that positioning, actually, let's just assume you're both standing, standing in a stand and you're standing in a, um, in a saddle. Okay. Maybe a slight lean. When, when you're in that stand, your shooting lanes, like your shooting angles are essentially like you can turn your body. So like if you're right-handed, if you're in the stand, you can turn your body. So your left foot's forward, you can shoot straight ahead and you can shoot anything to your left. Right. So essentially you get straight ahead and anything to your left. So that's like, uh, I don't know, let's call it a, not quite 180 degrees, but let's call it like 140 degrees of shooting, right? You can shoot straight in front of you all the way to your left and somewhat behind you a little bit from, from that tree stand. If you want to shoot to the right from a tree stand, you got to stand up and completely rotate your body so that you're now facing the tree. Okay. And then you can shoot to your right because at that point it becomes your left. And then you get the other angles. Now, this is the same thing as in a saddle. If you can see the deer far before that deer sees you or it's thick cover or you got good wind or something, you can get up and make that movement. Sure, the shot angle's there. But other than that, like in most scenarios, you're not getting up and fully rotating in your tree, especially if you're wearing a, a standard, you know, hunter safety system harness, like now all of a sudden your back straps like in your face and it's over your shoulder and you can't draw your bow because it's stuck and you're tight. Like there's all these things that can go wrong there as well. So ideal scenario is, is, you know, straight in front of you or off to your left. That's how you're setting up your stand. Now in a saddle, very similar concept. You always want everything to be off to your left and it's straight in front of you 
and 180 degrees back. So we already got a full, we got an extra like, you know, let's say 30 to 40 degrees of shooting there. So off to your left and behind you, you can shoot out of a saddle. Cause again, your, your back isn't to the tree. Um, and you can't necessarily, I shouldn't say it's full 180 cause people are going to be like, well, Anthony, the full 180, you'd be shooting straight into the tree. All right. That's fair. Maybe it's like 170 degrees. You got to lean out around that tree a little bit. But the big part comes for the shooting angle with the saddle is shooting off to your right from a saddle without moving, without having to rotate your entire body. You can do that. I've done it before. I've, I've practiced. I've never had to shoot a deer off to my right, but I've definitely shot targets off to my right from my saddle. And it is fully, definitely doable without having to move and rotate your body. So you just like, like that tether comes off the tree, it hooks up to your bridge at your waist and you just pull your bow over that bridge and you put your like left elbow then on that tether, I should say, you pull your bow over the tether, put your left elbow on that tether and you can rotate your body in the saddle and then you can draw back and you can shoot off to your right. It's not the best, most comfortable shot ever. It's not like it's something where you want to zip one out there at 60 yards or even 50 yards or maybe not even 40. But if that deer's up in, you know, 20 yards or less, it is definitely a doable shot off to your right without having to move. So that's where the, the shot angles come into play a lot with the saddle and why people say that shot angles on saddles, you can shoot 360 degrees you do get more shot angles there. So if you have areas where you're going, where you have absolutely no idea kind of where you're going, where you'll end up and where the shot angles are going to come from, then I would say that that in those scenarios, a saddle is more preferable over a stand because you get more shot angles out of a saddle. Okay, so that's that'd be my whole take on the shot angle piece. Now, again, I don't, I don't care what you run. I have no stake in, in arrow hunter. I used to work with arrow hunter. I don't anymore. Um, I don't work with lone wolf custom, lone wolf custom gear. I just talk to Cody all the time. Um, we don't have anything, you know, written or formal or anything. Same with out on a limb manufacturing. I don't have anything formal with them. Just talk to them often. Um, so this is just pure, pure my own thoughts on on this stuff now the next piece that i would um that i would talk about would then be what i do in the woods for the most part because sometimes you don't worry about the weight sometimes you want the comfort and sometimes you're not willing to sacrifice the shot angles so what are you what are you doing in those scenarios because i have all this gear Many times nowadays when I'm walking into the woods, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going to end up. I don't know how the trails are going to set up. I don't know what shot angles I'm going to have, what trees I'm going to sit in, what type of shooting lanes I'm going to have, all that kind of stuff, I, or how long I'm going to be sitting. Like when all those variables are kind of out the window and I'm just, I got the day to hunt and I'm going to go hunt and maybe I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe I might sit three or four times in different spots in one day. Um, at that point, I will take both my saddle and my stand with me out into the woods. Now, the reason I do that is this way I get the best of all the worlds. I have comfort when I, I have the most comfort when I want it. I have shot angles when I want it. I do add a, a little bit of weight. I add the six pounds of weight. I'm willing to add that six pounds of weight for that Lone Wolf Custom Gear stand. 
it's not an issue. Like that doesn't bother me at all. I'm willing to sacrifice that. If I don't use it and just leave it at the base of the tree, that's what I do. But I'll always have it with me just in case I need it. And if I, if I, if I have great shots off to my left and great shots off to my right, maybe I'll bring the stand up in, I'll set the stand up and I'll use the stand as my platform and I'll sit in the saddle. I know there's one spot on our property that I like to hunt that doesn't have a stand in it. And I've, I hunted it three times last year, um, where I would sit in the stand. I had, I had shot angles pretty much like not all around me. I'd say like 270 degrees is, is where the shot angles were and where the deer could have come from. And I'd just sit for two hours in the saddle. And then I'd sit for two hours in the stand and two hours in the saddle and two hours in the stand. And I just like vary my day up. Like I had, I had one all day sit there where I sat there for like nine and a half hours. Um, and I didn't get uncomfortable and I did move around, you know, a little bit, like obviously getting up and moving, um, to sit in the saddle versus sit on the stand did vary. But, um, I would say I spent most of the time sitting in the stand, um, just because it was, it's a little bit more comfortable. Ugh, excuse me. It's a little bit more comfortable. So that is the big, that's what I do now. And again, it's only because I have both of them that I just take them with me. Um, if you only have to pick one or the other, those are the main key differences that I wanted to just um, throw your way. Now, the next big thing is price. Like that is, that's another big part of it, right? So like the Cody, uh, the, the, I was going to say the DeQuisto, you know, 0.5 Lone Wolf custom gear stand, it's 500 bucks, right? For a 0.5, it's 600 bucks for a 1.0 and it's 700 bucks for a 2.0. So like those things are not cheap by any means. And also if you're looking at um, the the out on a limb stands or the millennium stands, like none of them are, are cheap. Um, none of them are, are inexpensive. So you're looking at those. So if you're looking at, let's just compare Lone Wolf Custom Gear 0.5 stand is 500 bucks. Um, the Arrow Hunter Tree Saddle is 250 or 250 to 300, somewhere in that range. Um, let's just look up what Tethers is currently. Um, I typed in Tethered Tree Stand. I wonder what that's going to pull. Um, all right. So yeah, if you're looking at like the Tethered... Um, do, do, do tethered. Let's just look at, we'll for, for kicks here. We'll look, actually look at the full kit, right? Because a tree stand, you get the tree stand and it's everything you need. It's, it's the stand in the buckle with the saddle. You can buy the saddle, but you don't get the ropes. So we want to make sure that we get the ropes and we're, and we're doing this all the same. So the phantom starter kit is $400. Okay. They have a cheaper one. That's 335. So, um, that would be, that's where you're starting at, right? So 400 bucks for a saddle, uh, 600 bucks, 500 bucks for a Lone Wolf custom gear stand. Now out on a limb, I don't know. I apologize guys. I should have had all this like pulled up ahead of time, but I think it's, it's fun to just look it up live. Cause I'm always going to have quite, I'm not going to look up everything anyway, every time. Um, so do, 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 do tree stands, the out on a limb stand, um, what's it called? The hush is 400 bucks. 
so that's cheaper. It's like a pound heavier, but it's only 400 bucks. So that's a really nice stand. I really like that one too. So you're looking at the same price for a saddle as you are for a stand um, in that regard. Or if you want to go Lone Wolf Custom Gear, you got to pay an extra $100 more. Still, you're looking at 400 bucks, which is a lot of money compared to your standard tree stands that are like 80 bucks at Fleet Farm or, you know, 110 at Cabela's. Um, and then the sticks, you got to buy the sticks either way. So whatever you want to do that way, um, it doesn't matter. Um, so those, those are your pricing options, right? $400 for a saddle, um, $400 for a high-end stand, or $500 for the, the Lone Wolf stand. It's up, it's up to you guys which way you want to go either way. You know, 400 bucks is where you're at. There are other cheaper saddles, right? Uh, Latitude Outdoors makes them. Um, I'm drawing a blank on these on other ones. There's a whole bunch of tree saddles out there. So you can find cheaper saddles. Just if you want to get the ropes, you want to get everything with it, you know, try to compare when you're cost comparing. Compare the full kits, not just the saddle. Because that's that's what I did at first. I bought the saddle and I was like, oh, I need all the ropes. So I had to reorder all the ropes. Um, so just, yeah, make sure you're buying everything if, if it's your first time. And you can save money if you know how to do um, a Prusik knot and you buy some carabiners yourself, maybe from a, like an REI store or something like that. Like you can save some money that way for sure. I think the ropes I bought were like 60 bucks for, you know, the rope plus the the pre-made Prusik plus the carabiner. So I thought that was expensive and you should probably do, you could probably do that much cheaper, you know, custom built yourself, which a lot of people do. So you might want to go that route. Um, but still that'll save you some cash and, and get you um, a little bit quicker. I don't know, a little bit quicker turnaround on yourself. If you ever like lose your, lose your carabiner or have to lend out your rope. I did that for a friend once I lent out the rope and then I never got it back or I lost it or something. I can't remember either way. I had to remake one of my own, um, which is then where I learned how to make one and it's a lot cheaper to do it that way. Um, so that's, that's the big piece in, in terms of cost and price. Um, and again, like I can't tell you, I haven't gone to like the mid range stuff. I don't own one of the millenniums. I don't own any other saddles anymore or I have the arrow hunter saddles. I, I sold the tethered. I haven't tried latitude. I haven't tried the other ones. Um, I do know that, that some of these saddles, you really want to look into them before you buy them. If it's a guy selling them out of his garage, like really take a second opinion on that to save yourself 50 bucks. Cause if that stuff breaks, um, like it's, who cares if you, if you saved 50 bucks, if, if your hips broken, right? That still sucks. Like try to buy it from a, from a company that you deem reputable. So research the company, look into the company. I know there's a lot of people popping up and they're just selling them like on Facebook and Facebook marketplace, like essentially homemade ones. Um, those people have no sort of liability tied to them, no insurance, no nothing. So, you know, just make sure that, that if it's, if you're buying this stuff, um, make sure that it's coming from a reputable brand, reputable person. Um, other than that, I don't know that there's a whole lot else to talk about the, the tree stands versus the saddles. The, the backpacks is another thing that's constantly coming up. I don't have a huge, um, I'm currently trying to find the best packing system that I can out there. I run a Kafaru pack right now because I like Aaron Snyder. I like Kafaru. I like it's made in America. Um, and the pack is awesome. Like I really like it but I need to make some modifications to it to make it easier. Um, 
because currently I just essentially strap it as buckles on the on the back. I put the sticks down, I put the stand down, and then I strap those in, and, and that's what I'm walking out with. It's not like set up very well. And I know there's a couple, I can view the company's logo, but I can't like say their name. I don't know why. Um, it's not, and it's not Latitude Outdoors, um, but they make a backpack that's that seems to be pretty handy. Um, that seems to be pretty handy, but I haven't tried it yet just for saddle hunting. Um, but at the same time, I'm not sure that there's a, a huge, a huge need for it. And I remember looking at it and I was like, man, that's trophy line. Um, I remember thinking that was pretty expensive for a backpack, um, built specifically for saddle hunting. Um, let me see if I can find that backpack real quick. Take a drink. Yeah, so the backpack's $150. Um, and I mean, that's not bad. You know, my Kafaro pack was was a few, like $300. So uh, I'm not like, I just remember thinking that it was like, okay, that's kind of cool, but for $150, I don't know. Um, but at the same, at the same time, if that's, if you're running the trophy line system, that's another, you know, I would call them reputable. They've been around the longest, uh, looking at their saddles right now, their saddles are $300. Their kits are 350. So a little bit cheaper, um, than tethered. And yeah, I mean, they, they seem to make a decent saddle. So you give them a try. I've never tried them personally. I don't, I don't know. So that'd be another one that you'd want to look into. They have the Venatic saddle kit, which is 475, or the Covert Pro saddle kit, which is 350. So either way, you guys can look these up yourself and do the com comparative cost comparison analysis, all that fun stuff. Um, but anyway, I, and I think Levi Morgan just partnered with Trophy Line, so I'm curious as to how much money they're paying him to do that. But um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting one, and and he seems to really like that trophy line, or he talks about it. I'm sure they pay him a lot to to, to say that. But at the same time, I'm sure he actually does. I'm sure I'm sure he actually does like it. And they probably said, hey, if you try it, if you like it, we'll do this deal with you. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul. We'll we'll both part ways. Um, but yeah, that's a that's an interesting company to look into. They've been around the longest. They had all the initial designs um, of a saddle. I believe it's Trophy Line. I'm not. I'm not 100%, but I'm like 95 positive, 95% positive they were, they've been around the longest. So, um, that being said, I don't know if I have anything more to, to talk about on the backpack side of things or the saddle or the stand. I just wanted to get all this information out there to you. This is, I've been doing this for six, this will be my seventh season. Um, and a lot of people, it's, you know, just that people are still starting to get into it or still dabbling with it. I have two saddles. I lend out one to friends um, every season, it seems like, to let them try it for, you know, a couple weeks if they're doing some mobile hunting and see if they like it or if they don't set it up with them and all that jazz. But, um, but yeah, if you have any questions on any of that stuff or you want some information on it, you want some costs, I'm not willing to sell my second saddle. I've, I've had a lot of people ask to buy it from me. I'm not willing to sell it. I always like to have it just so I can give it out to buddies whenever they need to borrow one sometime or something like that, or they want to try it. So, um, that being said, if anyone, yeah, if you have any other questions, let me know. And thank you everybody for listening. Appreciate the time. And again, look forward to, uh, having a more, uh, consistent output here over the next, 
um, few weeks and especially going into the, the season. We start up the Deer Vein Whitetail Series, which will start early September, so it's about a month away. Um, and it's all time relevant information, right? So early September, I'll get those out for the first, essentially for mid-September for hunting. So you can listen to them a week or two in advance, start planning your strategies, what these other people are saying, these successful hunters, and then jumping into the season with a plan in mind based on these podcasts that we put out. Um, and hopefully they're helpful. And again, always trying to release them, release them two weeks ahead. So like pre-rut stuff, right? Normally the pre-rut kicks in somewhere around October 20th. We'll be releasing podcasts on that um, in early October, October you know, 5th through the 15th, so that you can start rolling into that and start looking into that. Scrapes, you know, rubs, beds, hubs, all that fun stuff. All right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys have a great a great week and um yeah we'll catch you next time please like subscribe tell your friends tell your buddies take a listen to this if they're if they're interested in uh tree stands versus saddles all right catch you guys later